Act. And uh, our guest uh, is uh, James Robbins, and he's written a book, Erasing America, Losing Our Future by Destroying Our Past. And uh, uh, Dr. Robbins, he's a senior fellow for National Security Affairs at the American Foreign Policy Council. And he's a commentary writer at USA Today, a member of the advisory board for the National Civil War Museum. And uh, he's been an award-winning writer at the Washington Times, a professor at the National Defense University. Now, folks, I could just read on and on and on, but you get it. He's the type of guest we always have here on The Really Real Deal. He is The Really Real Deal. And um, uh, James, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you today? I am better than I deserve, sir, but you know what? I'll take that every day. Yes, yes, indeed. And, uh, hey, uh, Charlottesville rally um, anniversary today. And uh, so, hey, a perfect time to have you on the uh, Really Real Deal telling folks about this. Uh, these issues of uh, the, the subtitle of your book is Losing Our Future by Destroying our past. And, uh, you know, I saw the first thing when I uh, Googled the Charlottesville rally, the first thing I saw was that the um, the writers uh, were saying Trump was wrong for saying there was a violence on both sides. But the picture they had was one of the Antifa guys having a makeshift flamethrower. He's literally trying to set the one of the um, one of the um, white guys on fire. And that that's not violence on both sides? Well, it sounds like violence to me. Uh, you know, we saw this recently out in uh, Portland, too, uh, with people confronting each other in the streets. I mean, it's, you know, violence on any side is not really a positive way to go about having our political dialogue. So, uh, you know, hopefully people can calm down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, every four generations we get here, you know, the, the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War II, and right now, each separated by exactly four generations, average of 84 years. It seems like like clockwork we get here. And so, and here we are again. And And so... It, it seems that this is going to play itself out uh, over the next several years. So in the meantime, what can we learn from uh, these people that are, they are literally accusing one side of violence and accusing people of saying, well, in the past, uh, this president was a slave owner, i.e. violence against um, Africans. Uh, African-Americans, okay? And and they're saying, okay, well, this one, he made war against the Union, so i.e., he was violent. But yet and still, they're using violence. Uh, they're tearing statues down. Sometimes they're going through uh, public votes and uh, having them through uh, legitimate legal means, having them removed, and, and sometimes not legal means. They just throw a rope around them and pull them down or throw red paint on them. So, you know, what do we learn from this? Well, I, again, I think it's the wrong way to go about it, to be tearing down history, to try to be erasing history or ignoring it, because, you know, when you ignore it, you're just going to repeat it. Mm-hmm. I think a, a much more productive way of going about this is to add to history, to add context, you know, uh, you don't like one statue, well, put up a statue of someone you like, exactly. you know, or put on a plaque that explains, well, there are two sides to this guy's story or something like that. Like mm-hmm. there are a lot of productive and I think uh, intellectual ways to go about this rather than, 
you know, tearing things down, yelling at people, beating mm-hmm. folks in the streets. I mean, this is just not a good way to go. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these statues, a lot of people that, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm not an apologist for the um, Confederacy, okay? I do point out that they were Democrats, okay? But um, Robert E. Lee was not a slave owner. He was an honorable man. You know, there were members of the Confederacy that fought in the war that after the war was over, uh, you know, there was one case down in Louisiana. They, I forget the guy's name, they took his statue, literally took his statue down, and no one bothered to do any research to find out that the man after the war took his own money and built a school to educate free blacks. And um, so you, you have a lot of these stories of guys that were soldiers in the Confederacy but not necessarily, you know, these racists who had blood dripping from fangs. They were just human beings who basically, they inherited slavery. They didn't invent slavery. I mean, slavery is this worldwide phenomenon in Africa, in Europe, in Asia, you know, even here among Native people. It's, their slavery is, was a human issue, not a black-white issue. Am I overstating it? Uh, I think it's, I, I don't think you're overstating it. I think that it's important to understand the context of those things. Uh, I point out different folks uh, in the book who had, uh, you know, questionable backgrounds, but uh, had things named after them, like Yale University, for example, or uh, Chief Seattle uh, in Washington State. Now, I mean, he was a, he was a Native American chief, but he owned people as slaves. So mm-hmm. they have a city named after him. And, you know, the folks in Seattle aren't exactly, you know, your right wing kind of folks. So, yeah. To say know, the least. Something for them to think about. Yeah. Are so, they trying to tear Chief Seattle down? Well, not yet, but maybe they will. I mean, everybody. I doubt it because on. Chief Seattle has brown skin, okay? So now if, if Chief Seattle was like uh, John Seattle and he was white, then they'd want to change the name of the city, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's, it seems to me that people are very selective. Um, for example, you look at all of the uh, slavery in Africa where African captured African and then sold them to Jewish and Muslim middlemen, and quite often the Muslims captured them themselves, and then they were sold again to Europeans. And so the entire world participated in slavery, but today there is selective outrage at the history of slavery directed only against white people because you have people that rather than compete against white people for supremacy want to embarrass white people into just giving up and 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 handing over uh, leadership to people based on skin color. This this is not the American way. Uh, no, it's not uh, the American way. I think that, as Martin Luther King Jr. said, you should judge people by the, uh, not by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Yes. And uh, another important thing, when we look back at the Civil War, I think a lot of folks today are the sort of the angry people. They, they it's like they want to refight the war, but you have to look back at the people who actually fought it. And this is this is a theme I have in the book that those folks of the North and the South they made peace with each other. Yes, they fought this war, the most devastating war in American history. More people died in that war than in all our other wars combined. So. 
a big war, right? Yes. And the people who fought it at the end of the war, there weren't a lot of show trials. There wasn't, you know, a lot of executions of the traitors or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They just said, okay, we did what we did. It's done. One side lost. One side won. We're just going to move on and that's it. And I don't think that today people who did not experience those times can judge the people who did for what they did. They made peace with it, and they were the ones who fought it. They were the ones who suffered. That's if a great okay point. With that, then, yeah, if they're okay with it, I'm okay with it. And particularly when you look at from the union side, they did not seek retribution. Mm-hmm. They just said, okay, it's over and it's done, so let's move on. Yeah, yeah. And another point, too, is that, um, what, 3% of uh, people in the Confederacy owned slaves, and 97% did not own slaves. And so there were other issues other than slavery in the Civil War. Um, you know, states' rights, the right to secede, which was, it was a right, okay? The, uh, the, um, the states created the federal government. The federal government did not create the states. And so... And, and the idea was a limited government, the enumerated powers in the Constitution, and there are 18 of them, okay? And, and today the federal government has 18 million powers, and they were really originally granted 18 powers. And so, you know, there are all these other issues, that the tax issue, you know, uh, you had less population in the South, but more tax money going in. And so there are a lot of other issues uh, involved and, you know, none of those issues ever come up. It's just, you know, like you say, you're, you, we are losing the future and this is a part of the past that never even gets brought up. Yeah, Craig, what's funny to me is when I hear folks out in California who want to, you know, form their own country, the Cal exit people, you know, they want to secede using exactly the same talking point yes. that you would hear from folks before the Civil War in the South. Mm-hmm. They're saying exactly the same thing. They're talking about states' rights all of the sudden, you know. Yeah, sanctuary like, cities, they, nullification. Yeah. Yeah, these are, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I'm ironic. from Virginia, man. You know I know what nullification is, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah, now uh, nullification is okay now, uh, but look, this is another thing, too. It was the Democrat Party that engaged in nullification in the past. It's the Democrat Party doing it today. I hate to throw you in the middle. I, I know you used to write for USA Today. I hate to throw you in the middle of a Republican um, uh, Democrat divide. You know, I don't know your politics, it, and it doesn't matter, okay? Uh, you know, you've written a great book, and I, I, I love having you here. But, um, you know, for, for folks out there that are listeners, you know, I think it does matter when you see the folks out here and the things that they are saying and that there's, if you just scratch beneath the surface, you don't have to get a shovel and dig. You just scratch and it loses all legitimacy. Well, I agree with you. I, they, uh, it's, they say these things without a trace of irony or awareness because, you know, they don't know the history either. And that's the funny thing about it. They're out trying to destroy a lot of things or, or, or redefine what history means. Mm-hmm. But if they would just study it, they would see that they are saying and doing exactly the same things that historical figures have done. 
Yeah, and you and you make a great point, and you that's like a validation of your point, and which is a we we've all heard the saying forever and a day that those that do not study history are doomed to repeat it. And here they are repeating history and they are repeating it in the same way that the people that they say were the bad guys in, in which, exactly. yeah. And, and it's, it's literally no difference. Now you have, uh, you write about, um, some other things like, uh, San Francisco, they want to rename George Washington, high school. Okay. They're removing books. They're banning books to kill a mockingbird and the adventure is, of Huckleberry Finn because the 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 uh, language they they're writing a character that is set in a particular setting and that's the way people spoke then, okay. And so you know it, it's like you you can't even teach truth and they want to literally burn books and and in Arkansas the Ten Commandments, um, they, they someone what the the monument someone drove a car into it and now this week. They want to set up a demon. I don't know if you, I didn't read this part in your book about the demon statue that they want to take and put it next to the Ten Commandments statue in Arkansas, which they plan to do Thursday. This, this oh, week. Are they, are they doing that? Because I heard that they were thinking about doing that. Are they actually doing that? Yeah, that's, that's set for Thursday, okay? A, um, a demonic, um, a, a demonic, um, you know, depiction and, you know, and they they, they, they talk about this as a, a, a night of debauchery and, you know, evil spirits. And it's just, it's all kinds of silly stuff, but it's serious on the same side. And, you know, the Ten Commandments, I mean, this is the basis of law. And so you can't have law in order without law, and you can't have law without a lawgiver. And so basically, this is attacking the very foundation of these United States, which is a place that is built on the idea that our freedom and our rights are a gift from God. And so if these are the same people that are saying, well, slavery was wrong, well, the whole idea of one person being over another person rather than their freedom coming from God, that's the foundation of the country. Well, that's true. And uh, I have uh, a lot in the book about the attacks on religion in the public space because that's part of the agenda. You know, it's not just historical figures like the founding fathers. It's also the whole notion of the uh, legitimacy of displaying religion in public uh, sort of making fun of people who have deeply held religious views. And with respect to that, that devil statue, statue. Hello? Okay, we have a bad connection. Oh. Bishop up there said the last thing they need is a welcome home party for evil. Yeah, yeah, true, true, yeah. So now this, uh, this book... Um, you know, I, I, I take it folks can get it at any major bookstore? Oh, yeah, it'll be at Barnes & Noble. It comes out on the 21st of August. It's available on Amazon right now. Okay, Erasing America. And, folks, you you really, um, you got to get this book. And, uh, and, and, again, those that do not know their history, who do not study their history, who do, do who do not learn from their history, they really it's it's a it's it's an old saying for a reason because it's so true. They really are doomed to repeat it, and we see, and particularly for you young folks or you parents who have a a, a child going off to college, 
okay? Hey, they're going to take everything out of their brain that you've taught them for 18 years, and they're going to replace it with what they want. Buy this book and many other books. Uh, don't just let your child go to college and the only books they read are what the uh, professors assign. Send your child off to college with five or six good books and make sure this one is in the mix there. Uh, Erasing America, Losing Our Future by Destroying Our Past. Uh, James Robinson, uh, do you have a website or anything you'd like to share with the audience, how folks can keep up with you? Oh, well, you can look for me on USA Today mostly, and, uh, you know, I'm out there somewhere. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, any, any, uh, what's your next book? You got a next book in the, in the hopper? Oh, I have a lot of ideas. I want to see how this one does first, and then, you know, there's so much of this stuff out there, I might have to write another one. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> well, God bless you, and thank you so much for sharing with our audience. <laughs> 